Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 21 of Non-Members Only. We are the number one internet audio show. Facts. No facts. No fact checking allowed. Today. We have a doozy of a show. Okay. I didn't know if you were going to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was waiting for you to say something. Oh, okay. We have a great show today. We're talking about how to make friends as an adult. Doomsday Seed Vault. And Musky Boy donates a lot of money. Not to us, though. Let's get into it. Wow. Hi, everyone. Happy National Public Sleeping Day. Great. It's a great day. Like the guy that uh, you encountered on the on the subway. Yeah, back in our uh, New York City recap episode. Yeah. The guy forced <laughs> he, himself he to throw up. <laughs> And went right back to sleep on the train. He was celebrating this day a little too early. <laughs> Holiday tradition. Yeah. So how are you? I know you You told me you're losing your mind a little bit. Yeah, I'm just having one of those days where I, I keep messing everything up. I can't, I've been working all day and I think I've been trying to get too much done. Mm-hmm. And then that makes me flustered. And then I forget really basic stuff, like forgetting my card to go to the store. And then that makes me angry. And then the downward spiral just continues throughout the day to where right before the podcast, I'm like, oh crap, I have the wrong laptop. So (laughs) apologies in advance if the sound is not good again. Yeah. Well, just apologize every every episode. (laughs) Yeah. Just in case, just to (laughs) cover ourselves. We'll we'll just start that off. Yeah. How about you? Are you having a better day than me? Yeah. I mean, I went to work. It's nothing too exciting about that. Next week, Sam and I are going to that Miami trip to that yacht yeah. thing. Did they ever get back to you about what you need to wear? So or they do? they gave they gave us like instructions a little bit on uh, what to wear. But what was really bothering me is I didn't know what part of Miami to stay in. Mm, yeah, because you, when you say Miami, like it's a pretty big area. There's different like parts of Miami, and mm-hmm. I wanted to know where the yacht was going to be docked so I could stay somewhere kind of close because I don't want to get a car like a rental car when I'm out there I would rather just like have it in walking distance or a short uber ride I don't want to have to go like 45 minutes to a different part because I stayed in the wrong part of Miami yeah yeah they haven't told us yet and it's literally next week like this time next week I'll be in Miami (laughs) they haven't replied at all I sent two tweets to them and I in an email (laughs) and no one's answered me (laughs) wow what if it maybe it's not happening anymore no, it's definitely happening because they're talking about it, but they're just ignoring my question. And okay. that leads me to believe that they just don't know. Right. They should say that, though. Yeah. Just tell me. Oh, geez. Yeah. I mean, you might just want to get a rental car just in case. Well, the rental car we can get like last minute mm-hmm. if we need to. But I, I booked a place last night because out of frustration because like yeah. I had a bunch of places saved and every day I would check and more would be gone as you know, mm, as yeah. you get closer to the thing, like less places are going to be available. I would get a little angry. And then on top of that, our flight lands at one one thirty, I think. Mm-hmm. And you can't check into like any hotel until... Like 4 p.m. Why 4? Is I don't that know. usually 3? Most of the ones I looked at, they're Airbnbs. They're not hotels. So oh, okay. they all say 4. Why 4? Mm-hmm. Why even 3? Like, why can't it be earlier in the day? But then they kick me out at 11 a.m. Well, growing up in a bed and breakfast, I can answer that. Answer it, please. They, that's, <laughs> that's the time required to clean the room and turn it over for the next person coming in. So you need five hours? I mean, because when you think about it, you got to wash the towels and the sheets and the the toilets and the tubs and the floors and make all the beds. 
Mm-hmm. And yeah, then they have to get them all inspected. So I think it's it's like a safeguard. Right. And some places they allow you to like, at, you know, request an early check in. Mm-hmm. And so they'll see like, oh, well, no one's staying in your room the night before. So, yeah, you can come in early. That's what I'm going to have to try to do, because I don't know what we're going to do with our bags for two hours. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the hotel could keep them for It's an you. Airbnb. Oh, shoot. I keep forgetting that. Yeah. The hotels are like outrageously expensive there. Yeah. Oh, probably because everyone's going there in the winter. Yeah. I also think the same weekend we're going to be there is Food and Wine Festival. Oh. Which makes it more expensive. Like it's going to be more crowded and whatever. So we're just like anxious about the whole thing. But I, I got a place. I got our flights. And uh, I think Sam knows what she's wearing. I still don't no, but it doesn't really matter. I think the people, the people that aren't telling you where to go, they should be the ones giving you a ride. Be like, all right, if you're not going to give me the info, <laughs> Come pull pick up. me up. <laughs> yeah, pull up. <laughs> I can't even get them to answer a simple question. They're not going <laughs> to, they're not going to pull up. But that's all, you know, that's all that's going on with me. I just needed that to rant real quick. Yeah. I don't like not knowing things when I travel like that would make me anxious especially a week out Mm -hmm. like how do you expect people i guess most people that are going to this probably have a lot of money that's my assumption so they're just like screw it like whatever we'll get we'll get a driver yeah it doesn't matter yeah i'm trying to save like 50 bucks from the uber ride (laughs) it's like (laughs) yeah yeah speaking of not knowing when like right before you travel like not knowing things Mm -hmm. this one time when my friends and i were going to tokyo for the first time we were in the airport And my friend realized he booked the hotel for like the night after we land, not the night that we land. Oh, no. Because of the time zone difference. Yeah. It just really messed him up. That would mess me up for sure. So we were just sitting in the airport, like panicking, like trying to figure out like where to book a place when we like before we land. And And it's not like you're in America where everything's you know, easy to understand. And yeah, so (laughs) we ended up getting like this weird Airbnb and it was fine, but we had to like walk the streets of Tokyo at night, not knowing where anything is. Oh my God. I think we only had one working phone. (laughs) Sweating profusely. Yeah, it was winter. I was still sweating, you know, with your check bag, like you're dragging your big bag in the streets of Tokyo. Yeah. Good times. Oh man. So, you know, when I, when I like Miami, it's not really that big of a deal. I can always walk up somewhere and overpay for a hotel if I need to. Yeah. You know. Worst comes to worst. Right. All right. Do we want to move on to our... uh... Making friends as an adult is difficult and I don't do it. Right. Yeah. Like I I really noticed that when I became a mom and I would go to like these little playgrounds and you would think that the other moms would talk to you, but they are, they do not Mm -hmm. in most cases. And yeah, that's the first time I realized like, whoa, this is... Not like I remember it being making friends. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So because, you know, I'm going I'm going on this trip. Like, how am I supposed to make friends with these people? Yeah. I I mean, at least you have Sam. I do have Sam. You never know. You might meet like a mentor. Yeah. Of some sort on something like that. In 2015, when I made those videos for Mark Cuban, I met two guys in Miami and I've kept in contact with them since and i see them maybe once every three years and i would still consider them like pretty good friends yeah and i think a lot of that has to do with just like communicating a lot and i think as adults we don't do that as much Mm -hmm. like we're just kind of like in our zone everyone's got their own problems and you just like don't talk to each other 
Yeah, and especially like walking into a new place. I don't know. I feel like so unaccustomed to that type of environment. Mm-hmm. Like if I go somewhere now because of what, what I'm, it's usually because of what I'm doing and someone will know me. Right. Like through the internet. Right. And so I don't feel as much of a stranger, but it's overwhelming. Like, I don't know. Did we have this conversation before? I don't think so. Okay. Well, this, okay. So this article, I think this, This sentence here made a lot of sense to me. It says, Many situations in adolescence and young adults not only introduce us to a lot of new people, but also present repeated opportunities to continue seeing those people. I think that's Mm. what it is, right? Like if you you guys were not in LBI, we would not Mm -hmm. be friends. Right. If we weren't able to like see each other for you know, every week or every two weeks or something like that, we would not have become friends. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, because we wouldn't like travel hours to go like hang out. Sometimes we'd see each other twice in a day. Right. That's very true. Yeah, because as adults, and that's why a lot of people, I guess, are friends with people they work with Mm -hmm. because they show up every day at work. Yeah, you see that. But if you meet like a mom, you know, on a playground, Mm -hmm. you might not see her again or maybe like weeks later. Right. Then it's awkward. Right. (laughs) I feel like that explains it pretty well. That one sentence. Yeah. Well, how do you uh, how do you make friends then if if you can't see them? I don't know. I don't. All my friends are from high school. Same. And they barely talk to me. Like, I think you and Dan are probably the only other adults that we've met like fairly recently. That we're friends with. Yeah. Like I can legitimately call you guys friends. I don't think there's anyone else, not even some yeah, coworkers actually, I would want to like hang out with, you know? I'm trying to think myself. Like I feel like I met some cool people this past weekend in Arizona, mm-hmm. but it's not like cohesive of, hey, we can hang out because right. we're not close to each other. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's a problem. Uh, these these tips, I mean, they, they seem a little needy. I'm just going to read the headlines of each tip. Okay, just to, Sharon, just to um, clarify, we're reading this article. We're looking at this article that it says, how to get closer with new friends, a guide for adults. So go ahead. Yes. So the first one is to share an experience rather than just a beverage. So they're saying, I don't know, like go rock climbing together or something. <laughs> I don't know. That's okay. Then, uh, or bond over giving back. So volunteering. I mean, those... This, these seem like dates to me, like very organized. Mm-hmm. Ask for help. So most people would feel good about lending a hand, but I just feel like I would I would feel like I seem too needy doing that. Imagine meeting that mom on the playground and be like, hey, you want to help me put a bookshelf together? Right. She'd be like, "Who? get away, you <laughs> weirdo. Yeah. Number four, go out of your way to be there. You don't need to be on call 24-7. Uh, yeah, I'd, so basically you need to be available when they want to hang out. That also seems needy. Be a good listener. That's a, that's a plus. I agree with that one. Mm-hmm. Embrace new friendships for what they are. That's a little vague. Yeah, I don't know what don't that means. I don't feel like reading that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The reasons we're friends with our friends changes. Yeah, no kidding. You're not precisely the same person you were 10 years ago. Just because a friendship is different doesn't mean it's more or less important. Oh, so it's saying like, oh, well, this new friend isn't like my old friend was or something. Yeah, yeah I mean, they tried in this article. <laughs> I I don't think I couldn't see myself like actively doing these things, but I think they're they're good tips. I do like the share the experience one. Mm hmm. But that doesn't, to me, that doesn't mean you have to go like, let's go on this, let's go climb Mount Everest together. I think it's just like, Mm -hmm. instead of just seeing each other at work or something, go 
do something else outside of work. Yeah, and not at a bar. Right. I think that's yeah, that, that that's was the like other that part of it. Thing. Not just mm-hmm. a beverage. Yeah. Okay. Well, whatever. Well, good. We're gonna go out and make <laughs> friends, and you're gonna meet lots of friends on the yacht. Yeah, we'll see. And about then you'll that. you'll report back and tell us about it. I'll let you know. It's gonna be Sam and I just talking to each other the whole time. Don't don't do that. <laughs> you're gonna regret it. <laughs> we'll see. We were at um, Long Beach Island. Someone was like, hey, you should come to the Yacht Club. We're, um, I don't know. I think there was like some dinner or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was very, it was supposed to be casual. And we went in and we got a drink and we sat down at this table by ourselves. It was outside. And both Dan and I were, looked at each other. We're like, we should really not sit by ourselves because it's supposed to be a social thing. Mm-hmm. And I, the feeling, so we decided just to force ourselves to go over to a table of people are, like that looked like our age. And Dan made me lead. And I felt like I was walking through like something really thick. And we, I, I had this issue before. What's when you can't, like in a dream <laughs> when you can't walk or yes. run. Yeah. But I was physically forcing myself and I felt like I was walking in slow motion. Mm-hmm. And then when I went to speak, it was way too loud because I was forcing the words out. And I was like, <laughs> is anybody saying <laughs> And yeah, it was really awkward the whole rest of the night. And they felt like they had to let us sit there then because I yelled it pretty much so everyone could hear it. Yeah. And they're not going to say no or they're not going to tell you to go away. I mean, yeah. So you're almost forcing them to to deal with you. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel that way when you have to, you're forced to like interact with people at like a conference or something that gives me the same vibe. Mm -hmm. I hate that. Very forced. Especially when there's no assigned seating and there's like one spot left at a table. You have to go. Oh yeah. (laughs) I hate that. Hi everyone. And they all just look at you. (laughs) No one wants to be there. (laughs) Events are coming back. Like engineering events are coming back and I'm not, I'm just saying, no, I don't want to deal with it. Yeah. That's too much. It's too much too soon. All right. You want to move on to this article? I'm kind of curious about it. Yeah. So 16 healthy, 16 unhealthy foods that aren't that bad for you, according to nutritionists. Unhealthy in quotes, 16 unhealthy foods. (laughs) Yeah. Can you hear the quotes? We're doing air quotes. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, the first one, I feel like the first one's obvious. Yeah. Pizza. Yep. So you got your vegetable, you got your dairy, which we can't have. You have your carbs. You could put some protein on there. I think that's great. The next one's cooking oils. I don't think cooking oils are bad unless nothing's bad, but like if you're counting calories, they can be a lot in cooking oil. But maybe you want more calories. Make us, I always just make dressings and put oil in it. Healthy fat. Yeah. they're, They're saying, I think they're saying that. There's like use olive oil, flaxseed oil, or avocado oil instead of like Crisco. Yes, I think that's what that yeah. they're saying here. All right, <laughs> red meat. I did not know that was unhealthy. Well, I guess a little bit. I think it depends. Some people overeat red meat, and I think mm. a lot of people consider red meat like hamburger or bacon or something, and that's just not they're not created equal. Right. I'll eat steak all day though. Yeah, so would Dan. Um, cocktails. You can totally have a few drinks a week, and it isn't going to kill your healthy lifestyle. Well, if you're going out for a drink or two, she recommends opting for tequila. Less of a hangover. Um, yeah, I think I might do that if I decide to have a drink. I'm going to do tequila. Thank you, Why Lindsay Wadzilak. Um, less, it, your body uh, metabolizes it easier. Tequila is plant-based. Yeah, and so you have less of a hangover, less inflammation, less starch-based calories and belly fat. Okay. Yeah, as long as long I think as long as you don't have like sour mix and stuff like that, like a fresh 
margarita with lime juice mm-hmm. or something. I don't know. Just do shots. Just do shots of tequila. <laughs> That's it. That's the moral of the story. Number five is white bread. This one, this one I'm uh, not sure about. Typically, grocery store white bread doesn't really have any nutritional benefits since the process of making it involves white flour, which only uses the endosperm of the wheat okay (laughs) so his solution for this is make it yourself no thank you no one's making bread next yeah i mean we're that was that was just a phase of the pandemic all right we're not doing that anymore next i'm not even gonna finish reading that one oh yeah pizza what the heck get your slides right hot wings well i I would not think of these as unhealthy (laughs) yeah chicken with a little hot sauce on it yeah i think they're they're reaching here yeah. Potatoes. I think, you know, all of these, come on, like, just don't eat them in excess. Yeah, I don't think these are like unhealthy, but I guess there are some diets that are like, don't eat potatoes, don't eat bread, don't eat. Right. Yeah. Popcorn. That's not unhealthy. Peanut butter. None of these I would be like, oh, that's bad for you. Yeah. You know, full fat yogurt, chocolate, oatmeal cookies, disgusting. I like gluten. oatmeal cookies. You're horrendous. <laughs> I wouldn't say they're better than chocolate chip cookies, but, you know, good oatmeal cookies, you know, (laughs) (laughs) your face of disgust. Yeah, it really is. I can't move on from this. Um, Nut butters. We already had peanut butter. I'm not liking this article. I'm spiraling. Fruit. Fruit. Are you kidding me? No, I'm ending it right here. Eggs. Get out of here. Yeah, done. Nobody said these are unhealthy. You are off of this podcast. It could have been a good list of like five things. Yeah, you they were just trying too hard. Yeah, they, they just were reaching for 16. You don't need 16. No, you could do one. <laughs> if you just you said know? pizza, I would have been like, okay. Yeah, I'll go eat pizza. That's fine. I'll have a stomach ache for a few days. Worth it. Yeah, go have some tequila. All right, I want to talk about the seed vault though. Yes. For real. This is really cool. It is really cool. Have you? Did you know about this or no? So I knew about the Svalbard Seed Bank because Dan, for some reason, watches this YouTube channel about these people that live there. Okay. And I saw something about this seed bank and I recognized Svalbard. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Svalbard. Yeah. And uh, it seemed really doomsday to me. I'm like, that can't be real. Mm-hmm. But it is. And it is for doomsday. Yeah. <laughs> when you think about it. Like... It, it it protect it's protected from natural disasters. A vault built on an Arctic mountainside to preserve the world's crop seeds from war, disease, and other catastrophes will receive new deposits on Monday. So it's literally it looks like something out of like James Bond or some like spy movie. It's it crazy. Does. Yeah, it's um, and I think it has about like one uh, almost three million. Is it holds over one point one million seed samples. Oh, yeah, of nearly 6,000 plant species from 89 seed banks globally. Yeah, yeah, I I just want to make people aware of it. That's all. I think it's really cool that this even exists. Like, we all just agreed, okay, let's put a bunch of seeds in here. Yeah, and and that's the thing. So they're doing this for the whole world, not just for them. Mm -hmm. And it takes a lot to maintain it and make sure like get all the checks in make sure that something didn't malfunction because you imagine losing that Mm -hmm. and how long that would take to rebuild that that storage so i'm assuming it takes a lot of energy a lot of manpower a lot of like engineers mechanics like financial 
yeah. stuff. And they do it for the whole world. And that's so rare, I feel like. What else do we have like that? I, I don't feel know. like every country is like, this for my, this is ours, not yours. Yeah, I think it's really cool that like, there's countries that contribute certain kinds of seeds that are like grown there, you know, mm-hmm. or from their country. Like, so it says gene banks from Sudan, Uganda, New Zealand, Germany, and Lebanon will deposit seeds on Monday That's from, so the, cool. from their own collections. And in Svalbard, they will take them and take care of them. And they basically, um, what's that fr- freezing like permafrost, basically. Is that what they do? That's how, uh, we are not qualified to talk about this. No, no it's, facts um, here. It's like if a, if something fails, like mechanically, they won't mm-hmm. thaw. Okay. They'll be frozen for long enough. Yeah, I don't know the word for that. I don't know. It's cool. Look up a picture of it. Svalbard? Is that how you say it? Svalbard? Yeah, Svalbard. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Yeah, see, so the... The seed bank, the seed collection in Syria was destroyed during the Civil War and it was it was able to be rebuilt because of um, because of this. So in this collection, they had seeds from Syria and they could contribute so that Syria can have their seed bank again. The one question I have that I don't think you'll be able to answer is, is it all everyone just putting their seeds in like one thing or is it like sectioned off like these are the united states seeds these are the german seeds you know is it and Mm -hmm. and only germany can go grab those seeds if they need them or is it like if america needs those kind of seeds can they go take from a different group right i don't know the answer to that i think it it seemed like it was less of a less of like a country-based thing and more of a where does this grow naturally Mm -hmm. type thing. So like, you know, Japan has certain stuff that's grown there, local to them. And so that would be, I don't know, if it's like a rice or something, it would be with the other grains. Right. I probably just made that up. (laughs) No fact checking. (laughs) Yeah, we are, uh, just a reminder here, we are anti-fact checking. We might be right, we might be wrong, we'll never know. And (laughs) nobody should care. We will not take the time to figure that out. (laughs) <laughs> do your own Nor research should you do the work <laughs> if you come here to learn you're in the wrong place yeah turn around but don't we need you to listen <laughs> we'll teach you stupid stuff we'll teach you how to talk about stuff you don't know anything about yep just enough to to put a couple sentences out but not enough to have a real conversation about it yeah yeah because we're we'll just be puzzled the whole time yep but this is something that I would not be puzzled about and that is Belgium approves a four day week and gives employees this is the best part gives employees the right to ignore their bosses after their after they clock out I love it I think that is such a nice little touch they added because yeah four day yeah we'll give you that's what America would do they'd be like all right four day work week and then bosses would be like up your ass for seven days (laughs) right you know yeah but they put that stipulation in there like well and you you have the right to ignore your boss after work yeah i love the idea of a four-day work week yeah i feel like you'd be more productive or most people would like in those four days i don't know if that's true but i think so you'd be more rested after three days at home yeah like why do we work eight nine hour days I don't know. So, I don't know either. Who created this? Who's to blame here? I, Let's make someone up and not fact check it. Okay. That's what Bill I- Bill Clinton. <laughs> it is a president. <laughs> who invented the eight, nine hour workday? President Franklin Roosevelt signed the Fair Labor Standards Act in 1938, which established a five day, 40 hour work week for many workers. 
Well, he can just not rest in peace. <laughs> <laughs> or, or was the work week like 60 hours and he was like, no, you have to limit it to 40. I don't know. And I'm not going to read enough to figure that out. Yeah, that's boring. Reading stupid. It says in 1926, <laughs> Henry Ford standardized the five-day work week. But then they say that Roosevelt signed something to make that like a thing. So okay. throw, throw so it all out. Standard, yeah, just throw it out. Start over. How much do we have to work? You're, one day. In an eight-hour day. Yeah, one day. <laughs> that's in a- an eight-hour day, you're, you get there, you have your coffee and eat something. You work very productive for like maybe two, three hours. Mm-hmm. You have lunch. You start to go downhill, but you're not allowed to take a nap. So you drink more coffee, which ruins your you know, sleep schedule, but you got to get through the rest of the day and be productive for who I don't know. And then you get home and you're exhausted and you can't take care of anything else. And then you got to wake up and do it all over again. Tell me how many of those hours were actually was productive work, probably two or three. It's probably like three hours, realistically. Yeah. yeah. So the rest, I mean, the company's just paying you to sit there mess stuff up really (laughs) yeah just to (laughs) hang out yeah it's crazy i hope that this is a sign that this will change but i feel like by the time it changes i'm gonna be retired right or dead yes because that's just my luck yeah i mean we're so behind like we don't even have some companies now will give paternity leave yeah we barely have vacation paid vacation other countries have like three months we have Mm -hmm. maybe a week or two two weeks yeah two weeks is standard Paternity leave is pretty standard now, I think, but I don't know for how long it is. might be like a month. Yeah. I mean, even a month is helpful, like paid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really know where we're going with this. I just, I wish that this was real. I think we're just, yeah, we're just dreaming. That's all. That's where we were going with that. You did post a picture of you recording something today on your stories. Can you talk about that or no? I can't say exactly what it is yet, I don't think. Okay. But yeah, so this project the people running it needed me to take yeah you know what let me talk about this they wanted me to take a selfie with my microphone and headphones okay so that they could use for you know once this stuff comes out like promo or whatever and so I did it the other day and they said it was too cropped in but I'm in this little booth and there's not much area around me so I tried to set the camera up further away Mm -hmm. and do it again. I took like a series of 10 pictures, took me forever. It's very embarrassing. There's people right out here watching me do this. Yeah. And when I look back at them, I realized the microphone, obviously like, so that wasn't in there. The the plug was not plugged in at the bottom and it was at the camera. It was like closest thing to the camera. So people are going to look at it and be like, wow, you don't even have it plugged in. Like you're not even trying to make it look real. (laughs) (laughs) And so then I had to take more selfies with the plug with the cable in there and um yeah it felt like super fake I don't like doing stuff like that but I'm like you know what I went through all that trouble to take those pictures I'm gonna put it on my stories so that people know something cool is coming but I hate like you were just recording this podcast because you're in the same spot 
you're you're using yeah. yeah i should do um i should take one tomorrow at the like studio the studio, studio. Yeah. That would yeah that'd look be cool. cool so are you guys you guys are going to puerto rico soon right yeah so we're going we're leaving not till march early march and we're visiting my parents there because they they're there from like november to may mm-hmm. and we didn't get to go last year and then the year before i think we went right before covid hit or something i forget yeah but anyway so i've been trying to think about the suitcase situation with we don't pack a lot but the kids somehow they just have stuff you know (laughs) yeah like they need things and so i was i was looking at suitcases for kids and they have these ones that they can ride on and i'm like oh that's such a good idea then i'm like thinking of my kids Mm -hmm. and i'm like we'll we'll get thrown out of the airport they're just they'll be way too there's there's scooters and there's ones that you can sit on and like okay Go with your feet. They'll get so much speed. I don't care how it's made. <laughs> Barrett's going to be zipping down the <laughs> Yeah, and the it's just going to be bad. They're going to get too hyped up. So yeah, I had to rule that out. And then I'm thinking, okay, well, I'll get them each a little roller one. Well, then Indy, the two-year-old, she's going to want one. Mm-hmm. And you can't tell a two-year-old, well, you're too little and you're not going to pull it all the way through the airport and blah, blah, blah. They'll just like punch you in the face. Right. So... I'm trying to figure out if I could get her one small enough to where when she's done pulling it after five minutes, I could just like sling it over my shoulder or something. Mm -hmm. It's going to be full of like crayons. Just (laughs) trash falling out of it. (laughs) Little things she accumulated throughout the airport filled with germs. (laughs) Yeah. It's nothing of use and you're going to have to lug it all the way to Puerto Rico. Yeah. 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 So, because we have to fly kind of overnight, that's all, those are the only flights. I thought each one could have a small, like, neck pillow and a little blanket and hopefully sleep. Mm-hmm. Probably not, but you could put snacks in there, whatever. That's what I'm dealing with. That's, like, my... And then I think we have to get COVID tests, which I got to figure out how to schedule that. Even even if it's... um Technically, it's the United States, so you still have to get a COVID test? Yeah, to go there specifically. Okay. Yeah, once we get there, I'm sure it's going to be great. It's just the, the travel part. Yes, it's always the, the worst. Kids. And you know, they're so unpredictable. <laughs> Yeah. And um yeah, so right. Yeah, you went to yeah. Puerto Rico you said last year or not last year. Yeah, year we couldn't last year cuz the cuz of yeah. COVID, but the year before we did and they were fine. Like they're really good travelers. They get excited over the littlest things. Mm-hmm. Um but Indy, she's at this age where you just don't know. Like she could scream for no reason. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. She might want to get down in the aisle and you can't really let her yeah. And she'll just like throw stuff and kind of melt to the floor. Right. Or she could be great the entire time. Like you just don't know. <laughs> yeah. Got to get that window seat for them. Yeah. And just like preparing for the worst, hoping for the best. I've been on some planes with kids and if they start like freaking out or crying, you just people just get so angry and I mm-hmm. just feel bad for the parents. Yeah. Every time. I know. Because like you're... You try and do your best, and yeah. it's not like you want your kid to cry. Right. There's only so much you can do. Yeah. And it's not like I'm just sitting there like, well, I don't care. I'm constantly like, here, 
here, play this game. Hey, do you want a yeah. new snack? Wow, you never had this one before. You want to read a book? <laughs> like I pull out all my tricks that I have and people still like grumble about it. I yeah. can't, I can't help it. So we try and, and limit it, but I feel like next year is going to be our year to travel with all three kids because Indy's going to be three mm-hmm. and she, you can talk to them at that point right. and they can talk back like coherently. Yeah. They can understand situations. Yeah. I saw a flight attendant once pull out like a bunch of toys and like gummy bears for a kid that was crying. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Sometimes you just need a little sugar. <laughs> that's all it takes. Yeah. You give me gummy bears, I'll be fine. Yeah, I'll be fine. Put a tequila shot, the gummy bear and the tequila. <laughs> tequila, health, unhealthy tequila. But yeah, so you're going to Miami. I'm going to be going to Puerto Rico. And it's so weird because like I'm so used to being with my parents all the time. Like mm-hmm. you know how it is at the shore. If yeah. you guys see us, it's, we're usually with one yeah, or both of them. my parents. Yeah. And then when we're home, we live so close. Like I go down there at least a few times a week and just like hang out. Mm-hmm. after the kids go to bed and just like chill and then they go away and it, it's it's hard to facetime like you're trying to pass it around to the kids and everything and you can't quite get a conversation and my parents don't know how to hold it so you're like they're sideways but vertical yeah and it's not a good connection it's just not the same so i'm excited to just be with them that's exciting i mean puerto rico I've never been. You guys are going for two weeks or something like that. So we're going to have to, you're going to have to record this while you're there. Yes. I'll probably be like in a closet with a sheet over me or something. <laughs> sweating Kids screaming profusely. in the background. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> That'll be fun. Yeah. We could have uh, Barrett come in and say stuff. I would love that. Yeah. <laughs> do they? Do your kids I, know bad words or no? Yes. They okay. don't say them, but they know when someone says one and they giggle or say like, oh, you shouldn't say that or something. Mm-hmm. My whole thing is if they know that they shouldn't say it, that's good enough. Right. You know, they know we it try exists, not but they, to. They, avoid, they avoid it. Yeah. Because I don't want them saying that in school, yeah. but it is what it is. If someone says it, I mean, there's, there's times dan and i will curse like if something happens Mm -hmm. and that's when they really laugh because oh mom and dad just said a bad word (laughs) but i'd rather that than them go around and say it the reason i brought that up is because on the h3 podcast that i listen to Mm -hmm. they have like the sound bite of their kid saying like wtf but he says the whole all thing. the real words yeah uh-huh. and it and it wasn't like on purpose like he said it and not knowing what it meant oh yeah and they like recorded it on their phone because they thought it was funny yeah yeah with their little voices saying mm-hmm. something so big <laughs> it's like it's a contrast yeah i speaking of h3 this video came up um Oh my, it was like recommended to me on YouTube, I think. And so apparently there's these, a family channel, a a family vlogger Mm -hmm. channel called OK Baby. Okay. And um, I guess they had their kids young. They have like four kids, had them really young. And they've been doing this whole YouTube thing for like, I don't know, seven years or something. Yeah. So they, they broke up, I guess. And. Oh yes. I know the story. Yeah, and Ethan it's so did, awkward. He did a whole video on the breakup yes. video. Yes. And did a follow up one. So the one I saw that I clicked on was the follow up one. And I'm like, he is analyzing every single detail yep. of these people and he's totally like Team Oscar, the the guy in the relationship. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know why I kept watching it because I don't know who these people are. Yep. 
And I didn't understand why he was so invested in it. But maybe that's why I was so intrigued. I'm like, why is this guy so invested in these people? Yeah, so with Ethan from H3, he's just so good at like commentating on things. It doesn't matter what the video is, Mm -hmm. but that's his wheelhouse. So when there's like a video that is being talked about or has gone semi-viral, he'll talk about it. I'll get even more attention, mm-hmm. but I just love hearing his like perspective on the videos. I don't know why. I've been yeah. watching him for forever, and I think he's really entertaining. Yeah, I um, yeah, it, it was confusing to me, but but like you said, that's his thing. Like, and it kept me watching. Mm-hmm. And it's just him in his basement, right? That's the video you're talking about. He's just like it's just so. a camera. Yeah. yeah, I I and I think it was just like one cut. Like there were pauses because I was listening to it in the car, so I was listening to it as if it was a podcast. Mm-hmm. And there were long pauses where I thought my phone like shut off or something. But it's just him sitting there before he says something <laughs> else. Yeah. So <laughs> the there's a story behind that. He has his like H3 podcast channel, which mm-hmm. is like super popular, and then. He started, they just had a new kid, like a newborn. Mm -hmm. So randomly, he will just go and make a video alone with a webcam, no fancy equipment, no, he's not even editing it. He'll create Mm -hmm. the thumbnail, he'll create everything and just publish it. So, and it's just something he's been doing recently, like, because he's bored. So they have two kids? Yeah, they just had a newborn. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I feel like they just had the other one. The other one's got to be like three or something by now. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, they're probably one of my favorite YouTube channels. Yeah. I was listening to, uh, I'm not like a huge David Dobrik person, but I was listening to a podcast with him in it. And he said at the height of his YouTube, like AdSense, amount of money he was getting from ads, he was making $275,000 a month. That is insane and unnecessary. <laughs> from just YouTube views. <laughs> An ad. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Good for him. That's insane to me. That is. I can't imagine that. He's just, Every you're month? just printing money at that point. Yeah. Jeez. I, I heard, I think it was on um, Colin and Samir, they were talking about him, mm-hmm. how they were going to do David Dobrik and I guess his like group, we're going to start a social media agency, I guess, or something an like app. that. Probably an app. Oh, okay. But it was for, to like, for brand deals, like to get oh, okay. other influencers brand deals or something. Hmm. And then they realized they were all like really bad at business <laughs> and it took more, it, there was more to it than they realized. And so they ended up not doing it. I'm like, that's really cool that they shared that. Because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people, they'll try something, it doesn't work out and they just don't talk about it. Yeah, I know one thing that they're doing that's probably going to be super successful is he's making a pizza shop called Dough Bricks. Yeah, that is so clever. Yeah. And he's from Chicago originally. Mm -hmm. So you open one of those in LA, it's going to crush. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I would go. Yeah, I would go too. (laughs) I want pizza. Yeah. I feel like the whole theme of this is pizza. Yeah. That's the theme of most things in my life. Yeah. I was re-watching a video of mine I don't know why. I ca- oh, so we we were watching my latest YouTube video about like the running things that I wish I knew when I started running. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it just automatically played the New York City Marathon one. Yeah. And I haven't watched that since I edited the mm-hmm. the video. And I was like, man, I was filming every single detail of that day. And and while I was filming it, I'm like, I'm never going to use this. This is such a waste of like space on my card. Mm-hmm. And 
but obviously I did end up using like a lot of it. But there was this one point where my foot hurt really bad and it was making my hip hurt really bad because I was not landing on my foot right. Yeah. And I still got the camera out. And the the last thing I felt like doing was talking to a camera. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I would have rather done anything else than talk to the camera in that moment. But I did it anyway because I knew I would regret it if I didn't. Yeah. And I'm so glad because otherwise there would have been this huge gap with not one update from me, just crowds and signs and randomness. It needed that one point to be like, my leg hurts and my hip or my foot hurts and my hip hurts. We're going over this bridge. Whatever it was I said, it it connected the whole video and that I don't know why I brought this up but it was just like a lesson learned going forward there's times that it's like pulling teeth to talk to the camera but like do it yeah even if you don't want to do it those are the sometimes those are the best moments yeah and since I've been filming everything for like two years in my um, latest video where I'm like um, at one point I talked about how it can be overwhelming to learn like about shoes or something and I had this clip from when I first started running the camera was on but I wasn't saying anything I was just looking at this box of shoes like really confused Mm -hmm. because I didn't know what any of the terms meant and I was like opening the lid and looking at it (laughs) and I'm like I'm glad I kept the the camera on because I ended up using it as b-roll in this new video yeah so now you just have like a catalog of like all this footage yeah and I didn't realize that until I just I started posting on YouTube again yeah that I can use that it doesn't always have to be just me talking to the camera on a run Mm -hmm. yeah I I randomly use footage from whenever like I've been recording stuff since like 2011 yeah so I just have like this catalog of stuff most of it has never been seen by anyone Mm -hmm. but you never know but you never know you might Need it for something. We're making a documentary. I'll I'll use it. Yeah. All right. No bad, no sad. Yes. No bad, no sad. Do you want to start with our our musky boy? Yeah. Let's let's talk about our one of the three horsemen, musky. Yeah. We got Zucky boy, Bezzy boy, <laughs> musky, and musky boy. Yeah. B o i i i for anyone wondering how to yeah. spell it. Boy spelled b o i i i. So Elon Musk donated over $5.7 billion in Tesla shares to a charity in November. and Worth what? $5.7 billion worth. Wow. Yeah. What charity? The donation was worth $5.74 billion based on the closing prices of Tesla shares on the five days that he donated the stock. The filing did not disclose the name of the charity. Oh, I guess I could understand that. The donation came as the billionaire sold $16.4 billion worth of shares after polling Twitter users about offloading 10% of his stake in electric car maker in the electric car maker in early November. So he literally like put out like a Twitter poll and was like, hey, should I sell this? Yes or no? 10%. And everyone said yes. So So he sold 16.4 and then he donated 5.74 billion and so people were saying yes because it would make the price go down and then you could buy more yeah probably a little bit of that i think a lot of people just like to watch the world burn so Mm. yeah they're like haha do it yeah yeah exactly (laughs) so if you just stumble upon that you're not even gonna think two seconds about it you're just gonna hit yes and move on yeah yeah but i saw this other article about the same thing there's a theory that he donated it to wfp the world food program oh yeah Okay, to end world hunger. Yes. So there was this thing, this tweet that said, 2% of Elon Musk's wealth could solve world hunger. 
says director of UN Food Scarcity Organization. This is in October, so before he sold the stock. Mm -hmm. And he tweeted, if they can describe on this Twitter thread exactly how $6 billion will solve world hunger, I will sell Tesla stock right now and do it. Wow. So that's what kicked this whole thing off? So then the executive director of the United Nations World Food Program tweeted in that thread, said, the world is on fire. I've been warning about the perfect storm brewing due to COVID, conflict, climate shocks, and now rising supply chain costs. It is here. 45 million lives are at stake and increasing daily. If you don't feed people, you feed conflict, destabilizing, and mass migration. So he said, the hunger crisis is urgent, unprecedented, and avoidable. At Elon Musk, you asked for a clear plan and open books. Here it is. We're ready to talk with you and anyone else who is serious about saving lives. Well, that wasn't a plan. That was just a dooms doom. And I think gloom there's post. an article. He he linked an art. He linked like a oh, different article, which we don't really want to get into. Yeah, we don't feel like fact checking. That's like it's also so... like a lot, like three point yeah. five billion for food and delivery, two point two point something billion for cash and food vouchers, seven hundred million. So like they, he does break it down. Oh, okay. But yeah, so then like you know, two weeks later, Elon Musk sells stock and donates five point seven billion to a charity. I mean, so people are connecting the dots and saying, okay, well he donated to this. So that's all it took. Like he just needed someone to be like, hey, you know, you could make a difference, buddy, boy. And then he's like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> didn't he realize this before? I think a lot of the problem is when you you donate, you, sometimes you don't know what the money is going to do. Right. Where is right. it going? Is it going to be spent properly? Mm-hmm. Is it actually getting to the people that need it? So he must have had like a conversation with this guy. You're not just donating $5.7 billion for nothing. Right. So, you know, yeah. Yes, it seems like, oh, uh, he could have done this earlier, but there's plenty of billionaires that could have done this earlier. Yeah, why don't any of them do it? Like Zucky Boy, Bezzy. Yeah, they they have plenty of money. Listen up. So, I mean, let's be <laughs> fair. They might be doing stuff without- It's just not publicized. Without publicizing it. Elon Musk is all over Twitter, so it's like more like headline worthy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I don't, I feel like Musk has so much money. Sorry, Musky Boy has so much money. Yeah, Musky Boy. That it doesn't even, like 5.7 billion is like nothing. Yeah, so maybe he didn't even realize like that's a lot of money to normal people yeah i don't know he seems like he doesn't really care um about money that much he's been almost bankrupt multiple times trying to start new things Um, so yeah anyway i I was listening to this podcast it was it was um yeah you know so what i did this is a perfect thing to bring up while we're talking about how much we're struggling on this podcast because we're brain dead i decided i feel like Dak shepherd's podcast armchair expert is so good And I know he's been doing it for years. He was like, back in the day, started this. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to sort it from oldest to newest. And I want to hear how he was when he started. And you could tell he's not as good. He wasn't as good at all. He's not as bad. He wasn't as bad as us. (laughs) But... He, you know, improved a lot over time, but he, he, I was listening to the first one with Ashton Kutcher and they brought up some, some really good conversations. So Ashton was saying that, I guess he's like big into investing or whatever, and he makes a lot of money from acting, but so he has a couple kids and he was, um, saying that they will not inherit that money. Mm-hmm. They're going to donate it, I guess, or okay. like give it away. And But if the kid has like a good business plan or like some invention or whatever, and they can prove that it will sell or something, he will consider investing in it. So like they do have that going for them. I would start now. If I was three years old, I would be like, I got to get a business plan together because <laughs> my dad has It's going to burn all the money. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah, I just thought that was interesting. It is interesting. Because does Elon Musk have kids? I think so. He has multiple. I mean, how much do they really need, though? Can they just have a billion each? Is that okay? <laughs> is a billion then you good? <laughs> distribute the rest. <laughs> yeah, so he has seven kids. Oh, my goodness. So, all right, they take up seven billion, which apparently is like chump change to Elon, to Musky Boy. According to Forbes, he has $249 billion. All right. So there's seven gone. He donated how much? Almost $6 billion, $5.7 billion. All right. So, and he probably makes another billion every month. Yeah. Yeah. Roughly. Yes, exactly. So I think what I'm saying here <laughs> is we all could use a little, little help sometimes. Yeah. If uh, he wants to donate to us, we'll upgrade, get better microphones. We'll get a, a producer. <laughs> get a good editor. Mm -hmm. All right. You want to move on to the next story? This is your uh, flower one. Oh, I really like this one. Gorilla Gardeners. They are rewilding San Francisco in the most joyous way. So if you look at this, this is from Euronews.green, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> whatever that is okay um but these people so the one guy looks so fabulous he is dressed in a furry bumblebee suit mm -hmm. costume and the the chick looks like she is equally fabulous dressed as like a fancy beekeeper of sorts yeah and they have these shakers and what they what they noticed in san francisco and surrounding areas really all over america is we have these um spots of grass and they're useless they cut down the native plants where the bees were, um, you know, pollinating and everything. Mm -hmm. And now it's just grass. You have to use pesticides on it. It takes water. It's stupid. Grass is dumb. Campaign 2022. <laughs> but so what they do is they put seeds, wildflower seeds, in these shakers. Like one looks like a Parmesan cheese shaker yeah. from a restaurant. Yes. And they just walk along and they, they just sprinkle them in the grass and um, then, you know, eventually it'll rain. The seeds grow into wildflowers and native plants. And then the bees are happy. And then they look pretty, too. I thought that was such a fun story. Yeah, it's cool. I've seen I've seen these. I don't know if it's exactly these people, but I've seen this done on TikTok. That's, I think, where this article came from. Okay, yeah. I've seen people take um, these salt shooters. Have you seen those? No. It's like they kill flies and it just shoots like little salt to kill flies. And I've oh. seen people put seeds in them and just shoot them in places. And wow. I've seen people do that with pumpkin seeds and yes. just grow like pumpkin patches. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. I think there's something magical about growing things. And I really noticed it more when we grew strawberries the past couple of years. Mm -hmm. And to see the kids, you know... Excited. There's no strawberries, and then they'll start to see the leaves coming out, and then the little baby strawberries, they're, they're green, they turn red. Like, they get to watch that whole thing. Yeah. It is really wild when you think about it. Yeah. The stuff we just see all the time we take for granted mm -hmm. so i bet it's really cool to have your little shaker or your salt shooter then you know a couple of weeks later you start to see little wildflower things come out of the ground yeah that's cool i, I like that story we yeah. we have like a, a little mini farm in our backyard where we grow mostly vegetables but we also grow strawberries blueberries um yeah. we have a couple like fig trees apple trees i feel like all middle eastern families have a fig tree is that Facts. true that's a fact yes yeah. Okay. Fact check. That's the only thing we're fact checking. <laughs> fact. Source. A Middle Eastern person. Yes. 
Yeah, no. Legit. And I think we, we have like three or four of them. And yeah. we have chickens. And it's just like, it's fun in the summer, in the spring, mm-hmm. just to go out there and grab stuff. And, you know, my mom will plant flowers and stuff. So, yeah. But doing it like where places, I feel like New York needs this treatment. You need to go throw it on yeah. like the little dirt patches and stuff. I agree. They need a little happiness in that city. <laughs> yeah. To tell your, can you ask your mom what flowers she grows? Because I want to grow flowers. Okay. I'm does pretty sure I like bought cut, her the seeds. Does she have like a cut garden? Like she goes out and they're ones that she can put in vases? No, she just puts them in like pots and in front of her uh, house and just waters them. And that's all right, all. never mind. That's too much. <laughs> <laughs> she likes the act of like going out there and watering them and yeah, that's tending, a very tending like, to them. You know, that's a very mom thing to do. Yes, it's a mom trait. Yeah, I haven't I haven't reached that level of momhood yet. I think when I get a little older. And my kids don't suck the life out of me. <laughs> um, I'll be more into gardening. Yeah, and my dad's obsessed with his tomato plants. Well, that's so cute. Yeah. All right. Are we done? Y- yeah. You know, f this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I came. I came in hot with a bad mood. Yeah. Ruining everything. And then you're tired. You just came from work. It's just like my brain's not functioning the way it would be when we normally record. You know why it is? I just realized. You're wearing your big boy job shirt. I'm wearing, literally wearing a collared shirt because I just like came home. Yeah, I hate it. I'm not wearing my pizza yeah, hoodie or anything. Exactly. That's what it is. You're 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 not in your normal podcast attire. Yeah. We just need to Four day work weeks. sleep. Yes. Let's uh, start a campaign. I think I'm going to run for president. Let's do it. Run on no yeah. facts. If someone asks you a yep. question that needs facts, say nope. No, not allowed. Sorry. <laughs> I'm changing the constitution to not allow facts. No facts. What are you going to run on? Number one, no facts. Number one, absolutely no facts. Um, Three, maybe four day work week, three hour days, three months vacation, mandatory tax breaks for companies that bring their um, companies back to our country. I like that. And musky boy, zucky boy, and bezzy boy need to, you know, get checks sometimes. <laughs> they have to send you a personal check once a month. And I need to be verified on Instagram because I just <laughs> applied for the third time. <laughs> yeah, let's run on that. Yeah. I'll be VP. Okay. I'll just yeah, agree I with think, what you say. I think we would get at least 700, let me see how many TikTok followers I have. We would get at least 748.9 thousand votes. That would be a lot. Yeah. That's a lot well, of votes. They might not all be of age. And I think also they all are probably not in this country, so they can't vote. <laughs> all right. So let's say we probably get like 100,000. That's good. I'll take that. Yeah. All right. So when do we start campaigning? I don't know. When's the election? I would also get rid of lobbying. Lobbying is illegal. What is that? When when you take money from people? When um, like a pharmaceutical company will... Yeah go to a senator or something and be like yo push this bill okay yeah yeah. i'll pay you this much money just crooked shit like that that's legal we'll only accept money from like pizza companies Mm -hmm. yeah if you guys want to sponsor the campaign that's fine um no pharmaceutical companies we don't need your money dirty money get out of here unless you have like i know you have the cure for cancer yeah. So yeah, that's another law that I'm right putting in the constitution that you can't hold secrets like that. No secrets. And no facts. All all dinosaur eggs we want to inspect before <laughs> <laughs> before you make they articles about. They need to be properly it. termed. I I don't want to see no flamingo eggs <laughs> in the news. Okay. 
<laughs> if someone listens for the first time, they're going to have no clue what we were saying. <laughs> Aaron Mike 2024. Yeah. Is that when it is? I think so. That's coming up soon. We got to start campaigning. Yeah, let's start. Get a higher right. campaign manager. We'll get Sam. Sam will be good. Yeah, she's great. She'll keep us in check. <laughs> All right. Uh, All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for thanks listening. Thanks for listening. Well, I say it. Thanks for listening. And don't <laughs> forget to leave us a five-star review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And by the way, all the messages that you send, one of us reads it and sends it to the other one. So we both see them and we love them all. Yes. that's. I'm glad you said that. So people don't they think- They do just, not go unseen. Yeah. And yeah. you know what? Post this in your stories and tag us. I think, yeah, share it to your stories and we'll share it. Yeah. If you want. Her name is Mary. Shout out Mary. Thank you for tagging yes, us in that. Yes, thank you, Mary. That was very nice. And thank you guys for listening, if you're still here. Okay, bye. I applaud you. Bye. <laughs> wow.